Hello friend. Welcome to the fifth ever quiz cupboard. Squeeze on in. Sorry about the mess, you know what it's like this time of year and this may well not happen, but if you see a mouse, do just let me know. In the meantime though, I have an important quiz for you. It consists of four rounds, each with five questions of its own, each potentially worth two points to you. So if you're in a kind of mini Dev Patel mood, you could potentially walk away with the full 40 points. No rupees, unfortunately, but maybe some free fun if we're lucky. Okay, we'll start at the very beginning. Very good place to start. And that means round one. Get this. There's a phrase I'm, I'm trying to bring back. Get this. Round one is called Dumbstruck Heartthrob. It's a general knowledge round, my specialist subject. All answers contain a sequence of five consonants in a row within one word. For example, dumbstruck, which contains the letters M, B, S, T, R in a row, all of which, check it, are consonants. Or heartthrob, another word that contains five consonants in a row, R, T, T, H, R. Are you ready? So question one goes like this. In letter writing, what does the abbreviation PS stand for? See, you get it. In letter writing, what does the abbreviation PS stand for is question one. Question two, without further ado, is this. Arthur Miller's play The Crucible features multiple women and girls being accused of what crime in 17th century Massachusetts? Hmm, one more time. Arthur Miller's play The Crucible features multiple women and girls being accused of what crime in 17th century Massachusetts? Here's question three. British swimmer Adam Peaty is a multiple world and Olympic champion in which discipline? British swimmer Adam Peaty is a multiple world and Olympic champion in which discipline? Obviously, I need something more specific than swimming, please. Question four. What American rock band have had international hits including Original Prankster and Pretty Fly for a White Guy? What American rock band have had international hits including Original Prankster and Pretty Fly for a White Guy? That was question four. And question five, rounding off this round, is in what British TV game show are contestants aided by a golden robot called Mr Chips and instructed to say what you see. In what British TV game show are contestants aided by a golden robot called Mr. Chips and instructed to say what you see? For the non-Brits listening, yes, that is real. What's the name of the show? And that's question five. That means I fulfilled my quota of questions for this round and we can all move on. Let's have some music before round two. Right, exciting. That goes on a bit, doesn't it? Okay, right, exciting times because round two is another edition of Beat the Host. Yes, Beat the Host, the round where you don't have to be right, you just have to be less wrong than me. Your host, John, that's me. And again, I've asked a special guest to write and read out some questions. I don't know what those questions are going to be, but hopefully... If my instructions were clear, then all of the answers to those questions will have a numerical value. There will be numbers, and numbers that I don't know, and maybe 
you don't know, off the top of our heads. And we have a guess and we see who's closer. If you're closer than me, you're going to get two points. If you're exactly as wrong as me, you're going to get one point. And if I am closer than you, if I beat you on any specific question, then you're going to get zip, zero, nada for that question. So what remains is for me to introduce our guest. Last time it was Tim, my older brother, and I've really thought outside the box this time because this week's guest, episode five's guest host for Beat the Host, is my younger brother. Please welcome Chris. I assume you're clapping. My younger brother, Chris, is going to read some questions for us. So let's crank up the volume and see what he has to say for himself. Welcome, Chris. Hi, John. Hi, everyone. Happy birthday to John. It is John's birthday on the day I'm recording That was this. a while back now, um, but thanks, Chris. I've got five questions. I will repeat each one twice. So question Lovely. one. Straight into it. In which years was the Seven Years' War? So between which two years? Uh, that was a mm. war between France and Spain, England and Prussia. So in which years did the Seven Years' War happen? Okay. So I'll pause the wonderful Chris there. Isn't he lovely? Uh, because we've got a bit of a question here. Uh, firstly, the question that he's just asked, but also we've got a range of years that we're going for. Now, the Seven Years' War, I'm assuming, lasted an odd number of years, although I'm not 100% sure. Uh, so maybe we'll go by the start year. Give me a range. I have to assume it's seven years. Uh, if not, it's we're in trouble. But um, yes, we'll measure it by the by the the first year. Um, that's just my maths. My other problem is I have no idea when this was. Obviously, it was a time when Prussia existed. But other than that, I'm not sure. So let me write down an answer, and then we'll listen to question two together. Question two. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, John, but in the Netflix show Squid Game, I have. How many people? took part in the first game. Oh. So in Squid Game, how many people took part in the first game? Right, I'll pause him there. Now this is a very specific one. Some people are going to know this exactly, I bet. I don't, rest assured. But I know it's a fair amount of people. I did watch. I did enjoy. Um, right, let me have my guess and then we'll move on with question three. Question three, what percentage of all of the species so far discovered in the world are insects? Oh, man. Question three, what percentage of all of the species so far discovered in the world are insects? Okay, so this is Chris's biology degree coming to the fore. Uh, that is impossible. Right, let me pause and have a little think. And <laughs> you do the same and we will reconvene for the next question, question four in a minute. Right, that was a minute. I've got what I would call an answer. Let's see what Chris has to say for himself with question four. Question four. How many players are there in an indoor handball team on the court at any one time? Oh. Question four. That was how many players are there in an indoor handball team? Okay, this is bound to be a close one between me and you. It's going to be, let's say, a smaller number than question two. Let's just go for that and move straight on. And finally, question five. Uh, the Danyang Kunshan Grand Bridge 
is, according to Wikipedia, the longest bridge in the world. It's a high-speed train bridge between Beijing and Shanghai. How long is it to the nearest kilometer? So question five was, the Danyang Kunshan Grand Bridge in China, how long is it to the nearest kilometer? Right, an abrupt ending there. He's left us without saying goodbye, but who could blame him? Chris recording there from what sounds like uh, some sort of plaza in Madrid. Very nice stuff. As we swirl a glass of Rioja, we can mull over that question. Pretty much the question being there, what's the rough distance between Beijing and Shanghai? I don't know, but I can definitely have a stab at it. Let's both do that. Okay, got mine. No pressure, but hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Think fast. And here's some lovely music while we transit to round three. Yes, you lucky little pixie, there is more where that came from. And some real round three vibes with this round three. Uh, It's another edition of cherished, family favourite, tossed in translation. Not one of the better round names, but they can't all be gold now. Come on. So again here, I've employed good old Google Translate to lightly scramble some well-known words by translating them to a different language and back to English. This time it's the opening lyrics to some famous songs, starting with this one, which is passed through Hawaiian and back again. Get your ears around it and tell me the song title and original artist for one point each. Here goes question one for round three. Is this real life? Is this just speculation? Hold on to the squid. There is no escape from the truth. Nice to hear the puppet that played the ghost of Christmas past in The Muppet's Christmas Carol has found a new calling working for Google Translate there. Just to be super clear, that was, is this real life? Is this just speculation? Hold on to the squid. There is no escape from the truth. What was the original song that those lyrics came from? And who was the artist, the original artist? Tell me that, and I will give you two points in return. Question two has been translated to and from the Maori language, and it sounds like this. I worked for a while in five and a half, Mr. McGee, my boss, he has told me many times that he doesn't like the way I look, because I'm kind of calm. Yep, they're not all going to make complete sense, but I kind of liked what the Maori language did with that one. These are all opening lyrics to songs, so what was the song, and what's the name of the original artist? I'll read them again. I worked for a while in five and a half, Mr. McGee, my boss, he has told me many times that he doesn't like the way I look because I'm kind of calm. Song title and original artist for a point each, if you please. So here for question three, we are going to Java in Indonesia for the Sundanese language interpretation of the following lyrics. I would take a horse to the streets of the ancient city. I'm going to climb until I can't anymore. So once again, that is, I would take a horse to the streets of the ancient city. I'm going to climb until I can't anymore. Epic stuff there. What's the name of the song? Who is the original artist? Let me know, please. Question four. From Hauser, the West African language, goes like this. I wandered through the desert. Somehow I did it. I do not know how I lost until I find you. 
This is quite a tough round, I think. Am I wrong? Anyway, those those words again. It's a well-known song. Trust me, you've heard of it. I wandered through the desert. Somehow I did it. I do not know how I lost until I find you. So again, some grammatical errors there, but I have to forgive Hauser. It's all my fault, really. Uh, name of artist, name of song, you know how it works. And question five from Shona, an official language of Zimbabwe. I've done my research. The words go like this now. At first I was scared, depressed. I kept thinking that I would never be absent from my side, but I spent many nights thinking about how he had hurt me, and I am strong. And I learned to get along well with one another. All right, that voice is gone now. You're safe. It can't hurt you. Let me repeat those lyrics. I think this is quite a nice one. At first, I was scared, depressed. I kept thinking that I would never be absent from my side, but I spent many nights thinking about how he had hurt me. And I am strong, and I learned to get along well with one another. Inspiring words, but who originally sang them? And what was the name of the song that they began? That's all of round three. It's as simple as that. Here's uh, some music in the traditional fashion, and round four follows. Oh yes, it's round four. And it's a crowd favourite, second the best. Let's hear it for second the best. I assume you're slapping your thighs in excitement. Let me explain for the uninitiated. Second the best works like this. This is the round in which second is the best. I'm going to give you a category of thing. You're going to try and tell me what the second thing in that category is. You get one guess here. Now, if you do choose to go with the first thing in this category, the number one thing then you're still going to be compensated with one point if you choose to go with the safe option, that is. But if you want to really push the boat out and go for the number two thing in this category, whichever category it is for each question, then you're going to be, if you're successful, rewarded with two points for that. The example I've used before is if I were to say largest countries in the world by area and you told me Russia, you would get one point. And one point only, because that is the number one answer in that category. That is the largest country in the world by area. But if you wanted two points, you would have to tell me Canada, the second largest country in the world. You get one answer, use it wisely. Hopefully, you now understand what's going on, because I'm going to jump straight in with question one. Question one of round four, second the best, is this. Longest rivers in Africa. So, to further explain... If you tell me the longest river in Africa as your answer, then you're going to get one point. But if you manage to tell me the second longest river in Africa, you're going to get two. I promise I'm good for it. Question two, I'm asking for female UK prime ministers. That is in chronological order. Yes, we have had more than one. Try not to envy us too much. Somewhere a New Zealander is heartily laughing at me. But that's question two, female UK prime ministers. Tell me either the first or the second, for the requisite number of points. Question three. Actors to play Captain James T. Kirk in official Star Trek movies. It's a Star Trek question, guys. Did you notice how carefully I worded it? Actors to play Captain James T. Kirk in official Star Trek movies. Again, that's in chronological order, similar to the previous question. So tell me the first person to do that, or it should by now be obvious... 
the second person to do that, if you want. Two points, that is, which you do. Question four. Books in the Chronicles of Narnia series in order of publication. Books in the Chronicles of Narnia series in order of publication. You know how the questions work now. I'm not going to rehash it too many times. And question five. Women listed in the chorus of Mumbo number five, brackets, a little bit of, close brackets, by Lou Baker. The chorus basically lists a number of women by a little bit of whom Lou Baker feels his life is enriched. So tell me, either the first or the second mentioned in that chorus. Women listed in the chorus of Mumbo number five, brackets, a little bit of, ellipsis, close brackets, by Lou Baker. Right, that is all the questions I have. You've taken them all. You've cleaned me out. Please listen to this music. I hope it keeps you entertained while I fumble for the answers. And also, here's a nice opportunity for you to pause, rewind, listen to the whole darn thing again if you need some extra thinking time for any of those questions. Be back in a tick. All right, eyes down, be lucky, it's the answers. Now, round one was called Dumbstruck Heart Throb. It was all about sequences of five consonants in a row within one word. So you may well have some idea of whether you've got these right already just by checking the spelling of those words. Let's see if we agree, shall we? In letter writing, what does the abbreviation PS stand for? That was question one. The answer, postscript. Postscript. The answer, that is all one word I've checked and the five consonants in a row. In case you're wondering, S-T-S-C-R, you knew that already. Question two. So postscript, by the way, two points. Question two then was, Arthur Miller's play The Crucible features multiple women and girls accused of what crime? In 17th century Massachusetts, the answer, witchcraft. Witchcraft, T-C-H-C-R in a row, in the middle of that. We're talking basically mostly compound words, aren't we really? But yeah, again, witchcraft, all one word. TCHCR, two points if you said witchcraft. Question three, British swimmer Adam Peaty is a multiple world and Olympic champion in which discipline? It's breaststroke. S-T-S-T-R appears in the middle of breaststroke. Now, if you didn't know that, know that, then you kind of had two options there. Backstroke also has five consonants in a row but the correct answer breaststroke Adam Peaty only does that question four what American rock band have had international hits including original prankster and pretty fly for a white guy the answer the offspring the offspring had their heyday around early 90s to kind of mid noughties I think it's fair to say F F S P R were the five consonants in a row there. And question five, in what British TV game show are contestants aided by a golden robot called Mr Chips and instructed to, quote, say what you see? The answer there, catchphrase. Catchphrase, and this answer, my favourite, because it actually includes six consonants in a row, T-C-H-P-H-R. Catchphrase. So, add up your twos, and we'll move straight on to round two, which was beat the host, and it means... Yes, we're in luck. We get to welcome back the wonderful Chris. Hello. So Hello. the answers, question one, which I could have said better. Uh, between which two years did the Seven Years' War happen? That was 1656 oh to 1663. It was seven years. 
Hi, it's John from the future. Four months after this episode went out and I'm here to finally make a correction. I've got round to this part of my to-do list. What Chris meant to say was not 1656, but 1756 as the start date for the Seven Years' War. It did indeed last seven years, but we're just concerned with the start for the purposes of our answer. So 1756, my guess at the time was 1800. So I'm actually slightly less wrong than I thought, which is nice for me. But it means the scoring range for you is actually smaller. So if you said between 1712 and 1800, you get two points. Exactly one of those two years, and it's one point for you. Sorry, not sorry. Thanks very much to Amanda on Instagram for spotting this when no one else's seven years war knowledge was up to snuff. She gets all the credit here and a rare bonus point. Anyway, back to Chris for answer two. Uh, Question two. In Squid Game, how many people took part in the first game? That was 456 people. Okay, so here, I again, I've done not great, but not terribly. Uh, there were more, to be fair to me, I think there were more memorable things about Squid Game than the number of contestants. But my answer here, 368. So in the right ballpark, but I think it's very possible you've beaten me here. So again, maths break. Right, looks like I was too low by 88 people. So adding 88 onto 456 gives us the top end of the range uh, of two-point scoring answers, which means between 368, my answer, and 544, you're going to get two points. If you said between those numbers, if you said one of those numbers, are you lucky or unlucky? You decide, but you only get one point, and outside the range, you don't get any points. Chris, tell us the answer to round two, question three. Question three. What percentage of all of the species so far discovered in the world are Uh, insects? Yes, I remember. That is, according to Wikipedia, 80% of the species. I knew it would be a stupid and ridiculously high number. Insects are everywhere. If they coordinated, they could take us. So I went for 75%. The maths here is quite easy. If you said between 75 and 85% only, you are going to get two points. If you said 75 or 85, one point. If you said outside that range, then I'm afraid it means I've got you this time, noble foe. Let's see if pride really does come before a fall. Question four. Question four. How many players are there in an indoor handball team? That's seven players. Aha. Uh-huh. That awkward moment when you guess exactly right. I did put seven. I will not lie to you. And I have not planned for this scenario. Um, I think this just turns into a straight up get it right or get it wrong answer. If you said seven, two points. If you didn't say seven, no points. That's kind of spoiled that question, hasn't it? Seven, the answer. Yeah, two points or none. Um, I guess, well well done me. Uh, Apologies. Uh, Question five coming up. And finally, question five, the Dunyang... Ooh, I got that wrong. Danyang Kunshan Grand Bridge <laughs> is 165 kilometers long. Right then. So, well, well uh, first of all, thanks very much, Chris. And uh, let's get this question five answer out. I said 252 kilometers. So a fair distance out there. I'm very beatable on this question, which is a bit of a relief, actually, for the sake of the game. Let me do the maths. Yep, less good. The more I look at it, I was 87 kilometers out there. So if you said between 78 kilometers and 252 kilometers, 
in that range. If you're inside, in between those two goalposts, you get your two points. And if you said 78 kilometres or 252 kilometres, you get one point. That's how it has always worked. Don't start questioning it now. And that marks the end of the fantastic Beat the Host round two. Give Chris a single clap to show your appreciation. There's mine, and we'll move straight on to the round three answers. Now, round three was a fine example of Tossed in Translation, where I changed some song lyrics by feeding them through Google Translate and back again to English. The first question, I'll just read them, don't worry. The scary voice is gone. It was going through Hawaiian and back, and the words were, is this real life? Is this just speculation? Hold on to the squid. There is no escape from the truth. The real lyrics... Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. The song Bohemian Rhapsody and the original artist Queen. One point for each there. Not sure quite how landslide got turned into squid. You'll have to ask uh, a Hawaiian-speaking person that you know. So Bohemian Rhapsody for one point, Queen for one point. That was question one. Question two, the language Maori. And the lyrics, I worked for a while in five and a half. Mr. McGee, my boss, he has told me many times that he doesn't like the way I look because I'm kind of calm. Let me tell you the real lyrics. I was working part-time in a five and dime. My boss was Mr. McGee. He told me several times that he didn't like my kind because I was a bit too leisurely. Those are the first lyrics of Raspberry Beret by Prince and the Revolution. You can have Prince, of course, for the artist, but if you put Prince and the Revolution, pat yourself on the back. The song was Raspberry Beret. So a point for each there. Question three, Sundanese, the Javanese language. And the words, I would take a horse to the streets of the ancient city. I'm going to climb until I can't anymore. Now, the original words, not too far from that. I'm going to take my horse to the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. So we had Streets of the Ancient City instead of Old Town Road there. Old Town Road, which is the name of the song. If you're not familiar, it was one of the biggest songs of 2019. Launched on TikTok, really, into the stratosphere of popularity. Uh, the genre, country trap. And the artist, here's an important bit because it's part of the quiz, Lil Nas X. That's three different words. Lil, L-I-L, Nas, N-A-S, and the letter X. Lil Nas X, Old Town Road are the two answers there for question three. Question four was going through Hauser. I wandered through the desert. Somehow I did it. I did not know how I lost until I find you. Rewinding then to the original English words, I made it through the wilderness. Somehow I made it through. Didn't know how lost I was until I found you. So that is the opening lyrics to like a Virgin by Madonna. Like a Virgin, Madonna. And we'll end this round with question five. The language was Shona from Zimbabwe. And the words I read to you were, at first I was scared, depressed. I kept thinking that I would never be absent from my side. But I spent many nights thinking about how he had hurt me and I am strong. And I learned to get along well with one another. I think this is a nice one. Uh, the song was I Will Survive. By Gloria Gaynor, the first words, At first I was afraid, I was petrified. Kept thinking I could never live without you by my side, but then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong, and I grew strong, and I learned how to get along well with one another. Uh, Gloria Gaynor, the artist, 
for I Will Survive, the song. Apparently, I do do some research for these questions. She recorded the vocals for that song while she was wearing a back brace following spinal surgery. Listen to it again with that in mind because that seems amazing to me. She's generating power from somewhere. Lovely song, great vocal performance. I Will Survive, Gloria Gaynor. And that rounds off round three. Shall we move straight on to round four seamlessly? Okay, let's. Round four was second the best, so... Let's get into it. You're writing one or two for the number of points you got for each question here next to your answer. So question one, the longest rivers in Africa. The longest river in Africa, you knew it, I knew it. The River Nile, the River Nile. It's over six and a half thousand kilometres. So one point if you said the River Nile. And two points for the second longest river in Africa, which is the River Congo. River Congo at a still impressive 4,700 kilometres. For context, that is longer than the world's longest bridge. I now know. So two points for Congo, one point for Nile. Question two was on female UK Prime Ministers chronologically speaking. The first female Prime Minister of the United Kingdom was Margaret Thatcher back in the 80s mostly. So Margaret Thatcher will get you one point. And more recently... We had Theresa May in number 10 Downing Street. So Theresa May will net you two points. Question three, actors to play Captain James Tiberius, Kirk, T. Kirk in official Star Trek movies. My carefully worded question, hoping I don't slip up here. Number one, the first person to do that was pretty obviously William Shatner. So William Shatner for one point and for two points... I'm looking for Chris Pine, who has taken over the role of Captain Kirk in the newer Star Trek films. I did say Captain James T. Kirk because I'm aware there's a bit where he's a child in the first of the Chris Pine films. I don't want the child actor there. So whoever played him as a captain and the answers, William Shatner for one point and Chris Pine for two points. Question four was on literature, books in the Chronicles of Narnia series in order of publication. So the first one, and I would argue the most famous of the Narnia books, is The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. So you get one point if you plumped for that. Number two, if you know your Narnia, then you know that the second book published was Prince Caspian. Uh, originally called Prince Caspian, The Return to Narnia. I'm sure zero people said that. So Prince Caspian is the answer I was looking for for two points. And the final question of this episode, round four, question five, women listed in the chorus of Mumbo number five, brackets, a little bit of, close brackets, by Lou Bega. So the chorus lyrics go, a little bit of Monica in my life, a little bit of Erica by my side, a little bit of Rita is all I need, a little bit of Tina is what I see, etc., etc. Finishing up with a little bit of you makes me your man. So the one point answer there, Monica, the first woman mentioned in the chorus. And for two points, Erica. If you said Erica, you're getting two points. A little bit of Erica by my side. There are actually earlier in the song some other women mentioned, Angela, Pamela, Sandra, Rita again. But I did specifically want the chorus a little bit of so that's what we're going with, Monica and Erica. That is my last question for you today. So all that remains for you to do is add up your scores. You can tell me all about them on social media where the quiz cupboard is easy to find or on the email, which is quizcupboard at gmail.com. 
Big thanks to Chris for round two. Big thanks to you for listening and for winning. I have, as always, been John, your quizmaster. I wrote all the questions and all the little bits of music as well, because why not? Please do be kind to yourself. Until we meet again next week here in the Quiz Cupboard. Arrivederci. Arrivederci.